0: Scriptures this morning are from Exodus and from Romans. Uh, We'll see where this takes us. These These are some interesting ones as they fit together. We'll see where they go. So this is Exodus 12, 1 through 14. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, this month shall mark for you the beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year for you. Tell the whole congregation of Israel that on the 10th of this month, they are to take a lamb for each family, a lamb for each household. And if a household is too small for a whole lamb, it shall join its closest neighbor in obtaining one. The lamb shall be divided in proportion to the number of people who eat it. And your lamb shall be without blemish, a one-year-old male. You may take it from the sheep or from the goats and you shall keep it until the 14th day of this month, and then the whole assembled congregation of Israel will slaughter it at twilight. And they shall take some of the blood and put it on the two doorposts and the lintel of the houses in which they eat it. And they shall eat the lamb that same night, they shall eat it roasted over the fire with unleavened bread and bitter herbs. Do not eat any of it raw or boiled in water, but roast it over the fire with its head, legs, and inner organs. You shall not let any of it remain until morning. Anything that remains until morning, you shall burn. And this is how you shall eat it. Your loins girded, your sandals on your feet, and your staff in your hand, and you shall eat it hurriedly. It is the Passover of the Lord. For I will pass over the land of Egypt that night, and I will strike down every firstborn in the land of Egypt, both human beings and animals. And on all of the gods of Egypt, I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. The blood shall be a sign for you on the houses where you live. When I see the blood, I will pass over you. And no plague shall destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. This day shall be a day of remembrance for you. You shall celebrate it as a festival to the Lord. Throughout your generations, you shall observe it as a perpetual ordinance.
1: Now we read. Romans chapter 13, verses 8 through 14. Owe no one anything except to love one another. For the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. The commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet, and any other commandment are summed up in this word, love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no wrong to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. Besides this, you know what time it is, how it is now the moment for you to wake from sleep. For salvation is nearer to us now than when we became believers. The night is far gone, the day is near. Let us then lay aside the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us live honorably as in the day, not in reveling and drunkenness, not in debauchery and licentiousness, not in quarreling and jealousy, instead put on the lord jesus christ and make no provision for the flesh to gratify its desires hear what the spirit is saying through the scriptures thanks be to god thanks be to god so uh, we have been going through each week and basically asking one another jules asking two questions what's the thing that drew your attention what's the first thing that came to mind when you read these lectionary texts assigned for this week, and then, of course, what is the good news? So why don't you uh, kick us off? What came to mind when you read about all these rules around this lamb eating and and such?
0: Well, I mean, first of all, sometimes I just have a lot of questions for the lectionary designers about, like, how did you decide that these things go together? Just Basic questions. I would love to have been in the room where that happened. But when I read these texts this week, I I heard this, it was like the Muppets, like, or the, the mother of Charlie Brown, like rah, 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 rules. That was the whole thing. I was just like, oh my gosh, there's a lot of rules for eating lamb. So many rules for lamb eating why are there so many rules for how to eat this particular lamb and then i started to think about it in the context of romans where it's like here are these rules that we have given you multiple times let's boil them down and make them one rule that makes that covers everything and i realized oh this is actually about preparation Mm -hmm. this is about like knowing so well what is happening and being so ready for it that you can't be taken by surprise. Whether that's like, you know, the love your neighbor as yourself, you know how to do that, you boil it down, or if it's strip off all of the extra stuff that is weighing you down so you can be ready to run. Um, And so the, the image that came to mind for me was about mountain climbing. Um, I've climbed mountains. Christopher is climbing Mount Adams this weekend. And um, I think about packing and preparing for those moments. Like you don't just go running up a mountain and like yell, I'm going to summit this thing. Right. Like people (laughs) prepare for sometimes years, if you're summiting like a troop, like Everest or whatever. Um, But you prepare mentally, you prepare emotionally. I think about the, I love packing. I like pack early for every single thing that I have to pack a suitcase for. And then I lay everything out in the living room and I like make sure it's all folded properly. And I see how much it weighs and I make sure I don't have extra stuff. I always have extra stuff because I'm an overpacker. And but when you ca- it comes to camping, you can't have extra because you have to carry it, right? And so, and especially if you're climbing. And so I think about this, like, you prepare your body, you practice. Christopher and I just walked up Tabor twice with him wearing his pack so that he could accustom himself to the weight. Um, like, you have to get ready and you have to figure out what you don't need as much as what you do need. And in both of these texts, it seems like, it's about getting your mind right for what's going to happen in the first one. And in the second one, it's boiling it down. What's really necessary in order to understand how to live this life and to do what God is asking you to do. So those are the, those are the things that came to mind for me. Yeah. What about you?
1: Somewhat similar, actually the, the, the term that came to mind for me is uh, the idea of being match fit, right? mm-hmm. being and that that comes from uh, soccer,
0: um,
1: where we'll talk about fl- uh, players being match fit, which means that that uh, you might have just gone through the off season, and because athletes work so hard and play so hard and and spend so much time dedicated to to preparing their bodies and to staying in shape and all of that during the off season, sometimes uh, folks allow themselves to become not match fit
0: you let yourself go a little bit self go get distracted yeah
1: exactly and the idea is that players need to be match fit by the time the season starts they need to be good to go um and so that that came to mind because i too think that this is about readiness this is about you know the particularly the the um image uh, from the Exodus text where everything is like, you you eat it uh, hurriedly, you gird your loins, have your sandals on your feet, your staff in your hand, you need to be ready to go. And then uh, in, in Romans, where we read, but you know what time it is, it's time for you to wake from your sleep. It is the time is drawn near, it's time to get ready. And it, I was thinking, as I was thinking about this, I was thinking about kind of my own personal progression through this season that has been this pandemic. Yeah. Uh, I, in, in the beginning days, and, and some of this may, may resonate with, with others, they might've had a similar uh, progression or might be in a, a different spot. But, but in the beginning days, when we were first told we needed to quarantine um, and everything was shut down. Uh, the response was, "Oh my gosh, we've got to get ready for being shut down." That was this was my response, and I, I remember it was like. I I need to buy dry goods and stock up and get ready because we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what's going to shut down. What's going to shut down? And and I remember that we took some some cash out of the bank because I'd heard rumors that maybe the banks might shut. I mean, those kinds of things were happening. And of course, we all know that people were hoarding toilet paper like crazy. You couldn't get toilet paper, paper towels, those kinds of things. So there was a getting ready, but it was uh, that was rooted in in uh, fear and scarcity and. and anxiety, and a lot of that was really self-centered, right? I got to take care of me and mine, so I've got to get ready. Get, get,
0: get, more,
1: more, more. Exactly, and, and then as time went on, and I'd call this maybe the middle section, <laughs> you know, if we're looking at where we are now, uh, I, I think I realized, uh, and perhaps a lot of other people did, where it's like, oh, okay, well, those things we thought we're going to happen probably won't um turns out there is toilet paper to be had and and i can still go to the grocery store and so and i can even order in which might be even better oh i'm gonna do that and there was this season of i'm just gonna stay home and and a lot of us did this and i don't really need to shower there's nothing to do um so i'm just gonna order takeout Eat and drink everything there is because it makes me feel better, and just watch a lot of TV. Um, I because of my job didn't get to do a lot of that, but I heard other people were doing well.
0: That, I, I think that we all wallow, yeah, in our own ways. Right? I certainly like, have my own version, that of description life. doesn't cover everybody, some people worked all the time because what else is there to do or exactly we sat alone and just were in despair or in despair, right? Like everybody deals with that differently. The fantastic. overwhelmingness of just giving in.
1: Yeah. The fantastic, that's a fantastic point. I think for me, if I'm honest, it, I overwhelmed myself with work and distracted myself with work.
0: We all um, numb out in different ways.
1: Precisely. Yeah. Precisely. Um, so, and that was kind of this middle section, but I would say most recently, at least now for me, um, and, and maybe this is true for others as well. I I'm feeling this sense and school coming back is, is prompted this that it's wait, Oh, wait a minute. It, it, it's kind of time to wake up and to, to come out of that numbness, to take a shower, get a haircut. <laughs> um, life is make a still plan. happening. Yeah. Make a plan. And and life is still happening and, and there's there's work to be done um, there's love to be given and to be experienced there's very real and practical practical stuff that we need to do we need to support particular candidates who are running for office we we need to reach out to one another we need to take care of for for our family to take care of our boys as they enter back into the season of school and we need to fight a lot of the ugliness that we're seeing in this world right now. So it's, I, I feel a sense of, and also physically, I'm kind of like, wait a minute. I kind of let myself go. I, I want to be fit. I want to get, I kind of make a comeback. And, and I think that that's um, you and I were talking about this before we, we started recording that that's um, I think that's a pattern we find ourselves in. And I think it's actually a, but you, you were mentioning it's a pattern that definitely the Israelites well, found themselves in as well, yeah.
0: I mean, over and over again, I, I was doing my morning devotion and was in Deuteronomy for that. And uh, God said to the Israelites, Listen, I know you're gonna like, I'm we're gonna get you to the promised land, and what you're gonna do is overindulge in milk and honey and being in power, and you're gonna forget me, you're gonna forget the things that I gave you, and the fact that you were like. You know lean and scrawny and scrappy in israel and we were in the wilderness together and we learned all of this you're gonna for, you're gonna forget what it's like to be faithful mm-hmm. and that's just gonna happen and bad things will follow because you forgot and then we will work through it like and i think that that cycle which i see reflected in the christian year right we we spend time in lent intentionally before easter to get ourselves back into the space that we need to be in to be faithful again that year. We lose it during certain seasons and then it comes back. And, but I do think that God in both of these scriptures in one way or than another says to the people, to whatever people are looking to God for instruction. um, Hey, at some point enough is enough. Yeah. you know, that you have been in slavery long enough, we're going to get ready to leave. Um, You have been asleep long enough, it's time to wake up. And that's one of the things that I think is really good news for me in this passage is that God will call us to that alertness and maybe even give us the detailed lamb eating instructions that we need in order to figure out how to get back in shape and to be prepared and awake enough for whatever's coming. But at some point we will need to wake up and we will need to do the work because God doesn't like say, Hey, don't worry. I've taken care of everything. God says, actually, here's what you need to do. And then waits on us to do it. Yeah.
1: If we, if we, uh, if we are the body of Christ, and the good news is that we are continually called. I love the way you, you said that, that that yes, we'll go through our own seasons. We'll go through our own uh, off I say off seasons. off seasons. Let ourselves go. And and that's that's regularly a part of the human experience. And God is persistently calling us to alertness and to readiness. And it's it's not for the sake of following. The rules. the rules it isn't about that it's for the sake of love it's because that's the entire point of human existence that's what we're created for because if we're created in the image of god and we're told and we know from the scriptures that god is love then we are called and invited to be a reflection of that love so it, you know when we i i remember um i would once read Verse 13 here um, from Romans, you know, let's don't revel in in drunkenness and debauchery and licentiousness and quarreling and jealousy. And it'd be, I, I would read it as, okay, don't get drunk. Um, don't be just don't quarrel, no jealous. Like I would read it that way, but it's, it's not, it's about not reveling. Those things do happen. They are going to happen. We'll fall into those patterns, but don't revel lost. in that. Let that be in, like, eventually... We have to stop binge watching television and do something else, something meaningful.
0: At some uh, point we have to stop saying, Oh my God, I just want this pandemic to be over. I just want, it. why can't we go back to the way it was? Whatever the thing is that we say, um, it's just groundhog day. Right. And yeah, say, I don't know
1: what time it is. I don't I, know what day it is.
0: Yeah. And, and come to a place of this is where we are. Mm-hmm and there are there's the world as it is and there's the world as it should be and i want to live always leaning into the world as it should be recognizing the world as it is is impacting me but always thinking okay this is where we are how can i move in a new way to make the world better like that's where and how do i draw people alongside how do i draw alongside others that's both of these texts are not individual texts they're not about the personal they're about the communal people in the first text in the exodus passage this is about doing this as a household this is about doing this as a community this is about doing this as a nation and then in the romans text there it's like listen don't owe each other anything you have to love your neighbor as yourself this is about relationship Mm -hmm. and so you don't get to just be like well Here's what I'm personally only going to do. And I'm not going to worry about any of these other people. No, it's like a community agreement. Here's how we're going to move forward. Here's how we're going to decide to live instead of the opposite, which is not as good. Right? Yeah, exactly.
1: I'm really, I love what you said about eventually we, we have to um, move in this direction because we have to love each other even when there's a pandemic. We don't get to have the excuse of, well, I would totally do that, but what? I can't do anything. Because I think, and this is where the waking up piece is coming from, at least for me, uh, is w- we can do things. <laughs> we, we can love one another. We can make the effort. And, and I'm, I'm gonna say this too, I'm seeing, Folks in our church community who recognize that and realize that, and are doing that now. And I've been on the receiving end of those things. So, you know, love doesn't get shut down in a pandemic. No, should it? And I I think it's like, that's kind of how I've read these texts. is 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 a wake up call. It's it's time to get match fit. There's work to do.
0: And and even if you are doing things or you know grow like it's wonderful i'm seeing so much growth in people and so i'm seeing growth in myself and what both of these texts seem to say is there are important moments in which you can specifically ask what next Mm. and not just get into a different form of wallowing which is just being so routinized in everything that you don't continue to grow um there's this moment, September is always, always feels like this, when you get your school supplies or used to um, get your school supplies and get ready and you have your new notebook and it's like, this year is going to be different. I remember when I like went into freshman year of high school, I thought, this year is, I'm going to do it differently.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. And there's those moments that are built into our year. And I feel like these texts are, are some of those moments and are asking us that. Are Where are you asleep? what needs to be different? You've done well. Congratulations on passing junior high. But now you're in high school. What's going to be different this year? And so for me, um, those questions that we're going to ask today need to be about that. Like, wherever you are, person who's a part of our community, wherever you are, whether you're just like let everything go or you're like, no, I'm doing, I'm doing things. How can you ask the question? Like, where do I need to wake up now?
1: Yeah. In both of these texts, it is this day, this day. today, this, this is the day. And, uh, so that's calling for waking up right now. Yeah. And Uh, So I I think that leads pretty naturally to the
0: questions. you want to name those and see where we go?
1: Yeah. Scroll up here and see. Sorry, I'm going to let the garbage truck pass by the house.
0: (laughs) This is the world we live in right now. This is the world we live
1: in. So first question, what do you need to shed in order to be match fit? and ready to love your neighbors? That's the first question. The second question is, what are you carrying that is weighing you down? What do you need to shed emotionally, spiritually, materially? Where are you asleep? And finally, last question, what real and practical ways can you be light and love and hope right now? How can this, what we'll call you know, fit faithfulness, change your impact on the world? So those three questions to talk about, as you talk about being match fit and having match fit faithfulness, uh, anything else that you would wanna put out there Jules before we pray and, and close in song?
0: No, just a reminder to folks that because I'm going to be on vacation next week and Andy will be traveling with family next weekend, our sermon might look a little different next week. We might be pulling together something uh, alternative for the week coming. So don't be surprised or uh, worry that something went wrong, but we're going to pull together something different for next week because your pastors need a break and we're going to make sure that that happens so we can continue to move into the fall. Uh, It's part of being ready for what's next, right, is to be awake to where we're tired. So with that, uh, let's pray and then sing. Uh, And I think it's my turn to sing this week. Mm -hmm. Gracious and holy God, we give you thanks for the ways in which you wake us up. You shed light on the places in our lives that we need to see more closely and more clearly. And then you lead us with that light into what is next. We pray for the world as it should be. We desire to be a part of moving toward that with you. And so we give you thanks for preparing us, for making us fit for that journey, for giving us instruction on how to be ready for the moment in which you call us into action. And we give thanks for all of these moments, but we also pray that you will help us uh, to prepare ourselves to have become so mature that we can in fact lead others into this work as well we ask all of this in your name in the name of jesus and the power of the holy spirit oh god amen all right let's sing together the benediction uh that well it's on all of our hearts i think at this point you have it memorized so sing along from home if you like the lord bless you and keep you the lord make god's feast to shine upon you and be gracious 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 to you the lord lift up god's countenance upon And give you, give you, give you peace.
1: Stay home in peace to love and serve the Lord. Amen. Miss Miss you all.